0: Warning, this podcast discusses the books in detail. It may contain
1: spoilers. Welcome to Books and Brunch, a book club turned podcast. We're so glad you joined us. I'm Katera. And I'm Kara. Let's sit and chat and snack a while.
0: Welcome to Books and Brunch. I'm Kara. And I'm Katera. And we're here today um, to get to our next book, which I just realized in our last episode that I don't think we actually said what the name was. Um, So this is Get a Life, Chloe Brown by Talia Hibbert. We felt like we needed a light and airy summer read after having our trouble with our last one. So that's the book that we'll be reviewing today. This episode will be part one with the prologue to chapter eight. Um, And our snacks today, we're still continuing from before we were yours with our mint sweet tea and our cheesecake dip with strawberries and cinnamon
1: grain crackers. Delicious. And we'll have to put some recipes out there because they really are phenomenal. Yes. Um, So we wanted to start by... Putting a disclaimer in here. That's right. Um, this was a very fun summer easy read. I really enjoyed it. Me too. Uh, but for those who may be sensitive in with like sexual topics, there are some very graphic scenes, um, like descriptive yes. scenes, <laughs> very descriptive. Um, and it's not for everyone. Mm-hmm. And you know, we just want to be aware of that and just you know ladies and
0: perhaps gentlemen um if you've got kiddos who like to read the same things that you do that are like maybe preteens, teens mm-hmm. i would caution you probably would not let them read this but Agreed. if you are a little more free-spirited then i would definitely read and listen to this podcast before you allowed your child to do so. Right. um, Just because it is pretty graphic. The other disclaimer that I would put in there that um, the author had put in, like, the cover page is um, some topics of domestic violence, although I did not... There were not descriptive moments to. right they're alluded to so if that's something that you may be a little more sensitive to this book maybe something that you want to pass right. on um but she handles it with care and so i don't think it's offensive but if it's triggering you know as this book does kind of address some mental health issues and and that right. kind of stuff then i would definitely um just want to caution those of you who may be more sensitive to those topics. Right.
1: And I find it ironic that there's uh, a disclaimer about uh, domestic abuse and a domestic violence, but there's not a disclaimer about, about sex, about sex. <laughs> and the graphic no. descriptions that some enjoy but some do right. not. Um, I mean, we've
0: talked about how we loved harlequin novels and such as Oh
1: my gosh, teenagers. yes. I used to write that stuff when I was a kid. Or well, not as a kid, but <laughs> I was a preteen and got myself in trouble writing stuff like that. So, whoops. um, it's not for, whoops. Um, but it's not for everyone. So just no. a heads up that it is part of the storyline. So you can't avoid it. Uh, it surprised us when we came across oh, it. Oh yes. <laughs> Slap me right in the face. I was like, oh. I know you texted me. You were like, oh, it got juicy. Um, <laughs> But so, yeah, so let's dig in. I'm excited. Um, our, book, our book now is called Get a Life, Chloe Brown by Talia Hibbert. And like I said, we really did enjoy this. Um, we were able to score them on Amazon. We got a good deal. And um, so, yeah. So we're introduced in the prologue to Chloe Brown. And my very first impression of Chloe is that um, dramatic, one of the first lines in the book is, Chloe Brown nearly died. And I was like, really? <laughs> um, and it says, you know, walking her usual route, um, a, a drunk driver drives through the front of a coffee shop, just missing Chloe. I don't know if it was an, an intersection or something. But hours later, she kind of regains herself and is checked out by an EMT. Mm-hmm. Um, and she kind of makes her way home and finds her grandmother waiting, uh, Gigi. <laughs> I think one of the things I thought was interesting was um,
0: even before she gets home, before she gets examined by the paramedics, she said that she's anxious to be examined oh, yeah. because of her irregularities. That's right. So I was like, irregularities? What does that even
1: mean? Seriously. Right, right. So um, Grandma's waiting anxiously, concerned and Gigi is Chloe's grandmother, calls her therapist. Um, and I had even made note that that the author makes a note of that the sounds in the kitchen kind of tumble around in Chloe's head and she like slowly sits on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, it sounds like it's culminating in kind of this panic attack, right? Kind of right. this, it's all come to a head, right? The craziness of her day, the noises in the kitchen just kind of make everything peak. And it sounds like her grandma's very aware of the fact that this could be potentially happen and so that's why i think why she was like we're just gonna go ahead and call your therapist right (laughs) um and so my first question is have has you have you ever had a panic attack and so initially when i
0: heard this question i was like no i think i just i just have more um like generalized anxiety um but then i thought about it and i think i actually have had a small panic attack um when I was a teenager, probably about 14 or 15 years old or so, I um, I went to Bermuda on a cruise with the Girl Scouts, and um, one of our excursions was to um, go helmet diving at the Bermuda Triangle. And so, and if you've ever been at the Bermuda Triangle, it's creepy, and like, foggy and those kinds of things so what helmet diving consists of is um one of those like old timey scuba diver helmets that are like metal right and heavy and they've added like shoulder pads onto them and um like an oxygen tube and so they drop it on your head and the thought is like basic or drop it on your shoulders rather and you just kind of sink to the bottom and it's not super like Deep water, but deep enough to see some, like, exotic fish and such. Right. Well, so your first instinct when you go underwater is to hold your breath, right? Yeah,
1: I, I, I would think so.
0: So I held my breath, not thinking that I would have oxygen to breathe. Right. And so when I did that, I started to hyperventilate. And the guy had told us, like, beforehand, before, like, we went under, that if we needed to go up, you know, for whatever reason, that we would just kind of signal up with our thumb. Well, I in my moment of hyperventilating signaled to go up and he right. refused to let me go oh. up until I touched a fish. And so that just kind of like spurred this like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, right. I can't
1: breathe. Well, he of, wanted you to enjoy right. the bottom of the ocean. Right. I-, I wonder, too, if maybe I'm sure in his years of experience doing those sorts of things. Right. I wonder if they found that like encouraging someone to focus on something else right is helpful with that kind of you know anxiety and probably panic. yeah um, but at least you touch a fish I did I touched <laughs> a fish
0: and it like now I mean obviously being older I can appreciate that but in most of my life my anxiety more culminates in more like generalized anxiety yeah. versus like all the symptoms of a panic attack so like I get that like heaviness in the pit of my stomach and right. like you know just feeling anxious and mm-hmm. like that kind of stuff, but not like full blown panic attack aside from right. that. Right.
1: Yeah. Um, I know Josh's mom deals with anxiety and she's medicated and it's been a blessing for her because yeah. she would have like full blown panic attacks. Um I have not I have not had a full on panic attack, but I know we've talked about a little bit before that. Um, I grew up in a very like volatile household and mm-hmm. looking back now as an adult, I can see that I suffered from anxiety as a child, um, even as young as like seven and eight. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, back then I was called a nervous Nelly. Um, but now as an adult, I can see that screaming at the dinner table did not help me digest my food I just would get sick instead Mm -hmm. Um, or that I literally would chew the inside of my mouth as kind of like a way to create my own pain Mm -hmm. in a way to like focus and kind of block out the noise of everything else that was happening right Um, and I told you it, it registered not that long ago that the biting of my mouth I did it I had a well, I had a client and I was so stressed out dealing with this person and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I am literally eating the inside of my mouth raw." Mm-hmm. Um simply just from stress and I was like, mm-hmm. "I cannot work with this person again. It's not yeah. good for my mental health." Right, seriously. <laughs> uh, you know, but I'm I'm thankful that I am self-aware in that way that mm-hmm. it that I recognize that it was not healthy for right. me. Uh, but even still, I mean, I'm in a house full of kids and I don't mind a loud household. Some people do. I've had friends come over that they're like, oh, gosh, how do you do that? Well, I don't have quiet kids. They've never been quiet. They probably never will be quiet. (laughs) Um, And so, but there are times where it can be overwhelming and the TV's on and the dogs are barking and the kids Mm. are loud or screaming or fighting or whatever, right? And so there's times where I'm like, can we turn the TV off, turn the music off? Can the kids go outside and play? I just need to... It's all too much, right? Mm -hmm. And especially, too, if I'm, like, trying to have a conversation with my husband, and I'm, like, I can't hear you or focus on what you're saying because there's every, there's so many things going on. Someone wants your attention, and the TV's running, and the dogs are loud. So, like, and those are times where I'm, like, the kid's can go out and play. I'm going to go upstairs and take 10 minutes, Mm -hmm. or I'm going to go sit in the hammock for a little bit and just decompress and kind of um, get past that point. but. I, you know, it's very true, and I think most of our, I don't want to say most of, I think a lot of people suffer from anxiety, mm-hmm. um, and I don't think that it's necessarily always labeled as anxiety. Right. If you have trouble sleeping and your mind just runs and runs and runs, I think people don't recognize that as anxiety, but it is a symptom of anxiety. Absolutely. Um So, yeah, and my brain does that too. I can lay in bed and I'm like, oh, I didn't get this done and this done and this done. And then it's like, well, I have this tomorrow and I have Mm -hmm. two and three other things tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And, but I didn't get this. And so I still, you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. your brain just kind of runs away with you and, um, and then can cause you to have some like insomnia and (laughs) it can just rabbit trail into other things. So, Mm um, You know what? But you're not alone. Everybody, I think everybody at some point or another deals with at least one one symptom of anxiety. Absolutely. Uh, But just, you know, know that there's a name for it. That's right. I know. I didn't until an adult. Mm -hmm. So, um, but so Chloe... you know, we, you know, Chloe's kind of like having this moment on the floor and she's able to talk to her therapist and she says, what if I died today? Uh, what my, what would my eulogy say? And so then my other question was, what would I want people to say about me if I died? Um, how do I live my life in a way that accomplishes those things? Um, because, you know, we've talked before that it's not necessarily about what we leave behind right Right. it's not all about money and a house and all of these things we leave behind for our kids but Mm -hmm. like the legacy behind it not just the inheritance right right so what would you want people to say about you i
0: think that i would want people
1: to know more about my
0: character than maybe what i might have accomplished but then there's a part of me that is like i do want those things those things recognized but i think the more important things for my character would be that like I was a good listener or um, that I cared about people that I was a good mom, that I was a good wife, those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. But then, like you said, I would think about my legacy. Like, what am I leaving behind for Jackson to now like move forward for in my memory, so to speak. Um, I think that's what I would kind of want in my eulogy is to be like, what will happen from here now that I'm gone because part of me also feels like, well, what will I care? I won't be there. I'll hopefully be in heaven.
1: (laughs) Right. Right. But too, I mean, I don't, I mean, no one wants to like die and have people be like, they were a jerk. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, Or they were just like a grumpy, you know, person and didn't speak to anybody. I, Mm -hmm. you know, I would want people to think that or to say about me that I was like kind and generous and,
0: That Mm -hmm. I was generous
1: not only with my money, but with my time and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, that I loved people. and You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I just, I want to be known for those things. I don't want to be, I don't want to be that crappy old lady shaking my cane at some, get off my lawn. (laughs) Um, I mean, I've had those moments, but. Haven't we all? Right? Um, But so, yeah, but so. I just, I don't know. That was kind of when she had said, what if I had died today? And I was like, what if I had died today? What would people say about me? Right. Um. Hopefully they'd say that we have an awesome podcast and they're sad that I'm not on it anymore. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so it was just what kind of that it had, I don't know, that question had kind of popped in my head. So um, Chloe kind of determines that the universe was trying to tell her something. And as Chloe's mom and grandma bickered behind her, she determined that the universe was mandating her first change would be living quarters. She's going to move out of her mama's house she does not want to be you know they're well to do and so she's like mm-hmm. i i need i need some space this is she's all like, too much i'm out i'm out right <laughs> peace out i need i need my i need room to grow um and so that's where the you know that's where the prologue leaves us and so chapter 1 starts in and it says two months later and we're in our, we're introduced to redford morgan who um Ironically, shares the last name with one of my favorite actors, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Oh yeah. So I kind of picture him a little bit this way, although he's ginger and long hair and all of those things. But and chiseled. Um, Jeff and Morgan, chiseled. Jeffrey Dean Morgan's not exactly chiseled. That's okay because I, my husband is not chiseled, but I like having something to hug. Mm-hmm. Like if you have no meat on your bones, like that's that's true. Can I feed you? I'll make you a can meal. I feed- <laughs> i'm a good cook i'm just saying yes so so um so we're introduced to redford who's a, who is called a plumber extraordinaire uh, but he's also a softy and he's helping this older woman mrs conrad uh, and he finds that her grandsons have flushed her vegetable casserole down the toilet
0: for the third for the time. third time
1: and it clogs the pipes
0: Again.
1: again. So she offers him dinner and he can't say no because he's that guy. Um, And so he showers and changes and is going to head back to her apartment. And in the hall, he hears the grating husky voice of Chloe Brown. And um, he has even said uh, that it triggers something that he hopes mm-hmm. to forget, but it, it doesn't go into detail, right? Uh, but they bump into each other, and it even says face to throat, because Red's tall. He's a tall man. And Chloe, while not a petite woman, is, like, shorter stature, Right, right. right. And so he, like, because he's that guy he like reaches out to hold her up and hold her steady and he says she she was soft and she smelled like a garden but she was like shoving him screaming Mm -hmm. get off me um yeah I said he was like instantly
0: smitten with her and she was completely unimpressed
1: right like why are you touching me um and he says it and it says she's cute as a button but her tone cut like a knife (laughs) and there starts his name calling her
0: of oh yes
1: oh i love this the back and forth that they that they carry seriously um and so chloe's sisters arrive even danny and they refer to him as their favorite superintendent um but red kind of uh his filters disappear around chloe um and he lied and he was like sorry it's my fault and um, Chloe's like, of course it was your fault. And she kind of like stomps off. Right. Um, but he goes to Mrs. Conrad's flat and eats her off casserole. Um, but that night or Saturday night home alone, Chloe is in, uh, having, a, she's home having a lot of pain. And it talks about, um, her legs were numb and, um, she just had really terrible back pain. And she'd met her goal of moving out. But she had nothing good to show for it. So, her sister calls and invites her to karaoke. Um, and then we learn that Chloe has a fibromyalgia, and along like part of that is like chronic pain, and she'll have fevers and headaches, and they're all invisible. Yeah. And I feel for her. And um, we have I we have close friends of our family have suffered and dealt with fibromyalgia, mm-hmm. and while i don't have fibromyalgia i have nerve pain and nerve damage in my knee and it's as a result of a fall and i've had several surgeries and while it's improved it will never it won't be 100 percent. it's not going to get any better than it is right now likely um but it doesn't seem to bother me most of the time but if i just tap it or touch it or one of the kids jumps. Like I just am constantly terrified. Mm-hmm. And women shaving my legs is uncomfortable as can be. Having the, the pressure mm-hmm. it's not that the razor's like hurting Sharp, me. Sharp, right. right. But just using pressure across mm-hmm. those spaces is very um, it's not nice. So I can kind of relate to this kind of invisible illness while she looks sassy and well put together and whatever right on the outside she really is dealing with things that most people do not see right right. they can't see and they don't uh, understand and because they don't understand you can kind of write it off well like that's all in your head right um but so chloe's like i've got a plan Mm -hmm. she gets back to work um And I had even written down, I'm an avid note taker. Like, the notebooks that you bought for us to do this, this is our fourth book. And I have three, four pages left in it. And I still have like half. Half a notebook, right? So I'm an avid note taker, list maker, to-do lists, menus, grocery lists, when we go camping, I've got separate lists for camping. What do the kids need? What do I need for groceries? What Do, do I have everything for the dogs? It just helps mm-hmm. me. I think that's my 88, my ADD, too. I have a lot of lists, too. I make lists all the time. And just there's ha-
0: something cathartic about crossing stuff off. There really is. I'm like, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It's I actually so started I don't know if you've prompted me kind of to do this or if I like just a combination of seeing it play out or I actually have a notebook for grocery shopping specifically and as I see things like go from the house I put it on the list because right listen. Mom brain is full real. It is absolutely <laughs> a real thing. So Men do not I understand. like
1: if it is. It's it, like you birth a baby and your brain went with it. Seriously, <laughs> I mean I'm an intelligent
0: woman and like, you could tell me something and I'll be like ten minutes later. Wait, what did you just say to me? Um. So well, if I don't f- write down like. something in that moment i'll completely forget and then it doesn't get replenished in the house and so i've created like a list
1: for grocery shopping and i just realized my husband has mom brain (laughs) i really that is what's wrong so you birthed out a baby your brain and his brain seriously (laughs) because he will ask me what's for dinner and like 20 minutes later he's like hey what's for dinner
0: and y'all she posts it on the refrigerator
1: and i'm like i just i just told you (laughs) i i literally just told you what we're having for dinner yeah it
0: happens (laughs) Mm -hmm. at work i have so i had to buy like one of those things that has like monday through friday yeah yeah. and every day i write down like what i have to do because if i don't it won't get done right and then i'm screwed
1: Right. So I'm like all sorts of notebooks. Yes. Josh laughs at me. I've got a notebook that I keep just for like my business, my clients. Um, I have a notebook. I have two grocery notebooks. I have one for camping and then I have one for our regular house stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and I just I have church notebooks and I have mm-hmm. full of notebooks. Uh but yes. so I can totally it's actually, to
0: Chloe. uh it's actually an addiction that we have.
1: I do love good notebook. I love a good spiral notebook. Yeah, I, I, I know.
0: This was a bad buy.
1: <laughs> I, I enjoy, like, I have, like, regular mm-hmm. bound notebooks, mm-hmm. like journaling notebooks. Right. Uh, but one with a spiral is just, just so much more convenient to, like, not have to break the binding on I them. Know. And then they don't close the same and whatever. If you know, you know. Mm. Also, pens. I love a good pen. All the pens. All of the pens colors too yeah i know i did i've got three sections for this book and they're all in a different color it helps me know that my first section is purple my second section was gold my third section was pink and i just you know it just helps yeah so i can totally relate to chloe in this way she has piles of notebooks in her apartment and so she's decided uh she decided before she moved out of her parents house that she was going to start this get a life list Mm -hmm. and uh, I quite enjoyed her list that I wrote them down, because why not? It's a list. I should write it down in my notebook, because that's what you do. So Chloe's Get a Life list included, uh, enjoying a drunken night out, which we've had this conversation before. I like a good drink or two, but I have never in my life been drunk. Mm -hmm. So I can't quite relate to this, but I think... We learn later that it really is for the her social aspect. It's the social aspect. And I think she even recognizes later too mm-hmm. that it's the social aspect that she had previously mm-hmm. uh, that does not quite carry over the same way. Uh, but enjoying a drunken night out, uh, the second is riding a motorbike, which is motorcycle. Um, f- four is going camping. Five is having meaningless but enjoyable sex. Six is traveling the world with nothing but a handbag. And I think it really means like a...
0: Like one... Like hand luggage. Like a carry-on. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like a backpack, a duffel bag, something of that sort. Like an overnight
0: bag or something.
1: And then seven is do something bad. But do something bad has already been checked off her list. However, she cannot even tell her sisters. Um... And so, like, Chloe spots out her window, Red. And um, he's always caught her in the past at her worst. Um, Mm -hmm. I think at some point they even talk about she poured coffee into a neighbor's mailbox. Do you (laughs) recall that? (laughs) Um, Not such a fine moment that Red catches her in, right? Right. Um, But here is Red shirtless i just imagine her like
0: gawking like oh, you know uh, that would be
1: me i'd be like uh i mean if especially I was,
0: if he was like super right super attractive someone that you're like and if i was single dang he's fine right 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 right
1: if i was single Assuming I'd you were, be were single that.
0: and you if were I, in chloe's position i just imagine her, my neighbor was like, like, like you that, know when I'd you're pouring something and you're like
1: and your mug overflows right
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's how i kind of like yes, picture her like I, that's exactly just how like I imagine her tongue on floor <laughs> drooling <laughs> overflowing her coffee right. mug just right and yet she's unimpressed.
1: Right. Well, so it says, here's Red shirtless painting his long hair is in his face and over his shoulders. He's covered in tattoos. But he's so focused on his canvas. And at some point, he kind of, like, steps back and kind of, like, looks things over. And he turns and looks out his window and uh, right at Chloe. And she, like, panics and drops the curtains. And she's like, he didn't see me. But what if he had? But she did. But he did. But he did. We don't know that. But he did. Um, Now, I really, and I think I asked this question once before, but um, in her list, she talks about riding a motorbike. Have you ever ridden a motorcycle?
0: No, it freaks me out so much, actually. Um, So, Ronnie wants to get a motorcycle, and I'm like, no. (laughs) No.
1: Really, I'm just not terrified. for everyone i'm
0: just terrified about them i think that um there's just the lack of control and security i mean i don't even like riding a bicycle i know how to ride a bicycle right. um but and i've fallen off now that that's completely deterred me from a bicycle but right. i just feel like i don't have enough control to be able to like stop myself if necessary yeah and those kinds of things and so it freaks me out i think i also don't like the fact that there's nothing kind of around me like in a car, mm-hmm. protecting me. The weird part about that is that I would really enjoy li- like I wouldn't mind being in a jeep without the doors.
1: Oh, that's gonna be fun. We've we've done we've done jeeps without doors before. Right, on a cruise, I mean
0: but. it's kind of the similar thing, but the frame is bigger. There's four tires. Right, I, there's and just there's a fr-
1: like there's a frame to a car. that's right. built to give in an accident. Right, right, and the dane I mean. Josh has had, a motor, has had several motorcycles over the years. I think he had two different motorcycles that we, he had, like, upgraded. Um, I, I quite enjoyed sitting behind him on the motorcycle. Um, and we didn't even have, like, helmet mics, so I couldn't even talk to him. Uh, but it was just, like, I was close to him. I could, like, wrap my arms around him. Just uh, even, like, the sun in your face. So even even now, I mean, it's been – he sold his motorcycle – I think while I was pregnant with Ami or right after Ami was born because it's just not worth the risk, right? The risk is too high because the reality is Josh could be the safest driver, but he cannot count for everyone else on the road. Absolutely. Um, And so I love when people have those signs in their yards that are like, you know, whatever, loud bikes save lives. Or they have bumper stickers that Mm -hmm. say loud bikes save lives. Mm -hmm. I don't think most people understand that the likelihood that you hear a motorcycle before you see one is high. Uh, But most people have loud bikes, so you can hear them before you see them. Right. Uh, Because most bikes tend to run fairly quiet. And then uh, it's more a danger to them because you're more likely to change lanes and not realize they're there. Seriously. So I totally get that. Um, And the uh,
0: the other thing that I thought about with this was that motorcycles are pretty erotic. They do rumble. I mean, and there's (laughs) a whole like. I actually had a patient one time that was in like, I want to say a biker gang, but they're called gangs. They're not bad. Yeah, yeah, they're like clubs. And um, there's a whole culture to riding on a bike. Like, I mean, it is like, if you're the woman on the back of a bike, like you are. I don't want to say belong, but like. You are that man's like.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Bike chick. No other chick gets
1: on that bike. Literal ride mm, or die. Seriously.
0: <laughs> so, like, there's a Absol- whole yeah. culture around this that's sort of erotic, mm-hmm. that mm, I'm jumping the gun a little bit, but is with the theme of the book.
1: Right. Yeah. So, it re- I mean, there really is a whole thing to that. But so she's got this on her list, right? That she wants to ride a mm-hmm. motorcycle. Um and so um so the next chapter jumps into like Red's perspective, right? We're really seeing things more for, from his point of view in this chapter and it starts with saying like why would a woman who practically hated him be watching him through the window?
0: <laughs> right. Well, and the other thing that I th- that I saw too was that so Chloe has this like Moment of what she thinks about Red and she's like, I'm not quite attracted to him, but there's something that captivates me, his presence. And he's so confident.
1: Right. And when
0: when Chloe was caught by her, yeah, when Chloe was caught by Red, we then see that his mom jumps in and is like, you've done nothing with your life.
1: Oh, my gosh. Yes. While he's making her lunch. Right. Like, can we be a little bit grateful? Be, please. <laughs> right, but she asks him if he's going to sell his paintings, and I don't know. I just really, um, the second chapter for me was not, I don't know, it just wasn't as enjoyable. Right. Uh, because no one likes an egg. Sorry, Mom. Um, but, I, but I do... I think as a parent, she wants to know, like, hey, you know, what's going on? Are you making some moves? Are you still right. a superintendent? Are you going to do anything with the art that you've been working on? Right. Um. I just, I did, I really loved that. Like, why would a woman who hated him or seems like she hates him, why would she be staring <laughs> at him through the window? Maybe because you're built like a god. Right. And you're painting. So, and I think we talked about this real quickly too is that I think that they don't necessarily discuss the layout of the apartment complex. Right, right. But I think from what I imagined, Mm -hmm. that it's kind of like this uh, U shape. Yeah, that's what I pictured, like like a
0: U shape or something. And that kind
1: of this uh, breezeway or like a garden space is in between, and she can kind of see from across the grass. Right. Um, she can see Red's uh, his apartment, right? And he likes to paint with the window open because it gets the most light, the most natural light. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a photographer, that's enormous because I tell people if we're going to work in your home, you need to open your blinds, open the curtains, as much natural light right. as we can get, right? And so that's what he's done. So he's painting with his window open, with no shirt on, and it has certainly caught her attention. Again, <laughs> yes. <laughs> So um, I'll let you start for three because we really talk about uh, Chloe is on a walk and she spots Mm -hmm. this cat in a tree. And I just love it just was so funny to me. Yep. How she Mm -hmm. like bumbles her way. (laughs) (laughs) So Chloe decides
0: that she's going to go outside because she's been feeling good. It's a good day. She doesn't need any pain medicine today. And she notices that there's a cat in this tree. Right. And so she decides, I'm gonna go up there and rescue it. So Chloe is talking to the cat. <laughs> in the midst of in the tr- being in the tree, is she talking to the cat?
1: Well, it comes and- to her. She calls right. it and it comes, right. to, it her comes and to her. Right. It comes to like, oh, her and you she's like trying me. to
0: get it. Right. And all of a sudden, there's red, and he catches her stuck in the tree because now she can't get down from the tree (laughs) and red helps her out i mean literally i think doesn't he try to like catch oh my gosh
1: (laughs) so i so she he literally does he catches her in the tree talking to a cat looking ridiculous right um and He's attempting to like curtail his laughter at her stuck in the tree. Talking to a cat.
0: Talking to a cat. And she
1: talks to it as if it's like answering back to her. Right. Oh, absolutely. It's all snuggled into her. Um, and then but I even wrote down like he used her name. He calls her Chloe and she calls him Red rather than calling him whatever, Mr. Morgan, and he doesn't call her Miss Brown. Right. Um, but so he hauls himself into the tree to kinda like get up to her. And I loved I loved this so much, I wrote it down. That Chloe stuffs the cat inside of her jacket and zips it up. And this little head pops out and is like (laughs) nuzzled in her neck. I just loved the comedic picture that it gave me. Um, cause that would be me. Um, I have already envisioned that if our house caught fire, that I would like smuggle the dog in my shirt, like the puppy in my shirt to like carry him down. That's what I picture. Mm -hmm. Um, and so she grabs Red's hand and they're like bickering on the way down. She wants to keep the cat and he's like, are you kidding? You can't have pets. Um, but, and he says, do you want me to catch you? And she says, I'd rather die. Yes. And then he calls her a devil woman. <laughs> and they just start talking. Right. In the midst of this. So they're just like back and forth problem and back and forth. And
0: so Red figures out that Chloe's a web designer.
1: Oh, yep. And
0: Chloe decides, perfect time to make a deal. Right. And so she makes a deal with Red that... She will give him a free consult for his um, website to sell his paintings. Right. If he will teach her how to ride a motorcycle. Yes. And Red kind of feels forced into the situation. He kind of gets like, uh, 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 How do you uh, say no? Because sure. he's the nice guy. Right.
1: And yep. so that's, you know. Yeah. So I had even put, like, Red, like, clo- he lets her, like, limp home Uh, But he does, he goes back and he knocks on her door. And I love, I wrote this down too, because the comedy is just, like, I love the dynamic Mm -hmm. between the two of them. Yes. That he knocks on her door and he says... Word is, you've got a cat in here. (laughs) Now, (laughs) he's the superintendent, and he knows they're not supposed to have cats, but he also knows that she just rescued one. Right. Uh, But so she lets him in, and he, like, makes a note of her messy apartment, and at this point, he doesn't realize that she's got fibromyalgia, and there's limitations to what she can handle. Um, And she just moved in. Right. And she just moved in, uh, but, like, he finds her cards, and they have this conversation. Um and he comments, like, he thinks to himself that she's just unexpected. Um, and so, anyway, so they're having that conversation, right? But she, like, properly smiles at him, like, just beams. And he's just like, ooh, okay. Like, mm-hmm. he has this moment where this vision of her smiling at him is, like, burned into him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I even wrote down, she propositions him uh, the consult for a ride on his motorcycle um i don't know i just liked the word propositions like Mm -hmm. you could take that so many ways Mm -hmm. um but at first she says i have a proposition for you and he's like um okay (laughs) and then she says you know i'll give you a consult for a website for web design if you'll give me a ride on your motorcycle um yeah, I just really love the dynamic between the two of them. Um I'm not one like Josh and I our relationship is not like that, kind of the back and forth and the bicker. I think it would drive me crazy. Uh but I I quite enjoy reading about it.
0: Ronnie and I go back and forth a lot sometimes and there are moments when it's like funny, but then there's moments when you're like please I stop had enough right <laughs> ironically her husband gets to edit this <laughs> sometimes he just doesn't know when to stop but sometimes he would say that i don't always know when to
1: stop either right so it e- works even both ways field. absolutely um so anyway so we so she tells her sisters about making this deal um after they bring her devil's food cake oh yeah I've never had devil's food cake. Uh, I mean, it's really rich chocolate. It's not dark chocolate. Uh, It's all chocolate, though, right? But it's all. It's it's good. I was going to say something.
0: Hopefully, there's a lot of ladies. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say good period food.
1: Yeah. (laughs) That's probably bad. Sometimes you just need some chocolate. Maybe I'll make you some for your birthday. Oh. Because you have a birthday coming up. I do and we have no plans for that. We got to figure that out. I know. Um, so anyway, so after her shower, uh, Chloe adds red to her to-do list. And she kicks her sisters out of her apartment and she She like, decides Googles that
0: him. he's going to be the meaningless oh, <gasps> yes. enjoyable sex.
1: Meaningless but enjoy. Well, I hope sex is enjoyable. I mean,
0: I mean then what's the I point? enjoy it?
1: right seriously that's it's not the just question. for baby making
0: i mean i know that uh, biblically yes okay okay right
1: but <laughs> seriously
0: so then we jump to red why would you right? do it otherwise i know so then we jump to red right yes this oh is probably gosh. one of my favorites this is when i texted Kay and was like <gasps> oh gosh
1: yes. so <laughs> i and because i'm an avid note taker <laughs> Let's just say. Yeah. So red is dreaming of a dark room.
0: I said fantasizing.
1: Well, he had I think he was he actually sleeping?
0: No. Oh.
1: <laughs> well, I it said dreams, so I wrote down dreams. Is it dreams?
0: Well, I I thought it was more fantasizing, but maybe right? it is dreaming.
1: Um
0: Maybe it's one of those like twilight kind of things. Uh,
1: I think it's just yeah, a
0: mixture. <laughs> <laughs> well, in any case, he fantasizes dreams about his childhood babysitter. That's the image that he calls forth in his mind, and then she turns into Chloe. Right. And he gets pretty excited.
1: Right. So- and then he
0: starts to <laughs> masturbate. Um,
1: on a memory of Chloe's bare calves and collarbone. Like, that's what he right. pictures of her. Because that's all he's seen. Right.
0: Which then is interrupted by Miss Chloe herself.
1: Oh, my word. So, I laughed so hard at this. Because I can just picture the panic on his face. Um, right. Because it says someone knocked on his front door Red shot out of bed and stared down and his overalls are like hanging open and a helpful little window of perversion. (laughs) (laughs) And he's just like hanging out through this hole in his overalls. Yeah. But so he's like, just a second. And it's Chloe. And I wrote down, he's like flushed and he answers the door and she's like, have you been sleeping on the job? he's He's like, like, yeah, you you caught me. Right, you caught me sleeping. And then I was like, she caught him (laughs) red-handed.
0: All to do this consultation.
1: Right. She decides that this is the perfect time for for a consultation. And it could have been, it was the worst time for him ever. Right. He's completely
0: unprepared.
1: So... She says a consult for a ride, and Red thinks to himself, not that kind of ride.
0: Right. <laughs> he has a... Dir- well, they he both He has do. sex on the brain, and yes. he has Chloe on the
1: brain. Um, I
0: noted he, that this was a very awkward scene.
1: It really <laughs> is. So, he invites Chloe to sit in his bedroom, and awkward. she even thinks to herself to ravish me. Um, but real in the reality, <laughs> I know, is so... It's just... I love them so much. I was so entertained. Um, But the reality is that he has turned his living room into a studio. And he has no furniture. And so he invites her to his bedroom because he's got a big comfy chair for her to sit in. And because he'd been in her apartment previously, he noticed that she had like a, a padded chair in her kitchen. right? And he had noticed that she like moved like someone who just struggled to to move sometimes and so he wanted to offer her somewhere comfortable to sit um and so he decides to show her one of his paintings and she's just delighted and she's like oh my gosh you are so talented and they chat a little bit um about instagram and their web and his website and at one point he tells chloe that she's rude as if um and Chloe like feigns being appalled and he laughs and she shoves him and falls on top of him and falls on top of him and I love the the image that it, that are, that the writer gives um like like her body's on top of his, but he lets her wrist go and she gets up and in ignoring the little demon on his shoulder <laughs> to make another move right um and so he mentions to Chloe, he's like, since neither of us can seem to concentrate, do you fancy a ride? Like, is now a good time right, to go on this motorcycle ride? Um, and so... And then again, this is when I was like,
0: motorcycles are pretty erotic. You yeah. just already were excited. and
1: Right. And you get on this motorcycle that rumbles low between your legs and she's holding on to a man who she clearly is attracted to. Clearly. Um oh she denies it right. Clearly. So I do love this line, like he hands her a helmet Um, and she had been giving him a hard time about riding a motorcycle and that they were dangerous and, you know, like she calls it brain decimation instead of like brain damage. (laughs) And so he hands her a helmet and he's like, you know, because brain decimation, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, you know, sending it right back to her, to her. And, um, she like fantasizes about meaningless sex with red, but he isn't a suitable candidate. She says, um, and then the bike roars to life and he tells her to get on. Um, and she doesn't know if she's intimidated or aroused. And she's like, both. Righto, then. Like, righto. <laughs> it's both, uh, both intimidated and aroused. But she gets on. And at some point, he reaches back and grabs her thigh and squeezes to say, like, keep your feet right there. And then he grabs her hand to, like, tell her to hold on to him. And it's, and I will say this. As having ridden a motorcycle, if you don't ride behind someone on a normal basis, it can feel a little awkward. And so you're like, you know, and we, I tell people well, yeah, all the I time would think about, pictures, like, where what do you, you do with your hands? Right,
0: where do you put them? And,
1: and so she is clearly a novice, and so he's mm-hmm. just, like, trying to, because over the sound of a motor like that right. can be hard to hear. And so she now has a helmet on and i did not write down that i did remember just now is that she has taken off her glasses to put on this full helmet oh that's right and so she can't see and you can't really hear over a helmet covering your ears and he's trying to yell but so he's like using signals like grabbing her legs and up your feet are right there here hold on to me and he pulls his arm up her arm up behind him Mm -hmm. um and so they're on the road, and they're like, well, they cruise nice and slow. And then they get on <laughs> the road, and the bike rockets, and I, um, she just like freaks out a little bit. I mean, it's it's a lot. Um, and I don't picture this. They don't describe the bike, but I don't picture this as a cruiser. Josh had a cruiser, which is more like a Harley style bike, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they're very loud, uh, rumbly, low, right? Uh, they're four longer distances. I envision this like as what I like to call a crotch rocket, which I was is a say, more bike. like a
0: mopedy, well, bigger pick, than a moped,
1: right? But, but it's more like a it, it's more like a street bike, like sure. for speed, not for like long distances. Travel. So that's what how I picture this. But uh, because you know, in her description, like the bike rocketed forward, and um, and so. Chloe kind of thinks to herself, like, the thrumming of the motor, like, is making, is becoming more comforting than scary. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, so it was just one of those things that I was like, I totally can relate to that as a, when I first started riding, right? Mm-hmm. That it can be, like, ugh. Um, and so it jumps to Red's perspective in that, like, his ex, Pippa, used to ride with him and she hated it. But she would pose in front of the bike for Instagram. Um, And he says, and he thinks to himself that even though, like, Chloe's an enjoyable pain in the ass. uh, But he liked her behind him. Um, Just, she was, like, soft and warm, and he liked her arms around him. And, I don't know, I just liked that he just has this recognition, like, oh... It's not the same. This is someone who seems to enjoy being on the bike rather than Mm -hmm. someone who can't stand it. Right. Um, And they get back and Chloe hugs him and she's like, that was amazing. Um, And she reveals to him that she has a list. Oh, yes.
0: And so she says, I have a list. And um, it's kind of like a bucket list. Um, And... I want to tell you about some of these things. Now, she edited it she does. a lot. Because so she she's... only tells him about the drunken night, camping, and,
1: and then, traveling
0: the world, right? And traveling the oh, world. Oh, and the bike. Well, right. bike. the bike was part of it too.
1: Right. And um, she but she says, does
0: not say meaningless sex. Right, no.
1: But she does say, if you help me finish it, I'll give you the website for free. Just help me with my list. I think she feels at this point like she can trust him. Yeah. And he's like, what kind of list is this? Like bondage? Like, what do you, what do you got going on here? Um, and so she's like, like camping, like traveling the world. And he's confused and completely intrigued by her. Uh, but he agrees to help. Um, and then we're introduced to his friend Vic and he spends some time in Vic's attic. And I think that's where he had painted before. And that's his boss
0: too, is it not?
1: Yes, I think so. Um, but so they paint and Vic chats and Red's focused and um Red takes a picture and as he's getting ready to take this picture, Chloe pops up in his inbox and uh she was like, you know, lack of focus, let's email instead. And Red answers her questions, and he's like, speaking of favors. Um, And I didn't take a ton of notes, because there's a lot of back and forth, very witty, flirty kind of comments. I said that, too.
0: I said, um, well, the other thing that I noted before the emails, because I think he was at Alicia's... Who is another occupant? He was at her apartment and she was flirting. It's like this common occurrence that he just gets right. flirted well, he's with. good
1: looking, so. right? And
0: so I think he just kind of, oh, another one, you know. Um, right. But then they have this communication, and my note with their communication was that they were back and forth about the project, but they also sort of talk about their relationship a little bit too. Yeah, and I'm, it's not quite flirty. I didn't get flirty from there. Not early stuff, on. but um, it was more just. Back and forth. And he's... Well, what I will say is I think he was more provocative. Like, you know, he calls her button, I think, in one of the emails. Right. And so he...
1: Well, what I really like about it is that he they start off very friendly. And so I even wrote like the back and forth started with regards. Like they were signing was say, them, yeah. regards and best she's wishes. very stiff. Right. And, and she's like, thank you so much for the ride. He's like, I knew you liked it because you stared at me. Like I rocked your world. And I was like, I literally Ooh, laughed out loud. Right? I was like, well, <laughs> you did kind of, yeah. I mean, it was, I think it just opened up a world of possibilities for yeah. her. right? Um, And so then it, like, becomes a little flirty, Um, and then it goes to sincerely, and then yours sincerely, and then by the end, they're just signing it yours, Chloe, and yours, red. Red. Mm -hmm. And that feels very intimate to me, Yeah, far more than regards and best wishes, right? Like, yours is something that I would write to Josh, not to the postman. I don't not to my superintendent right, <laughs> right? and mm-hmm. so i really love how in a very short amount of time they've gone from very stiff and formal to i think being a little flirty, flirty and having and this having this little in, having these little mm-hmm. intimate conversations in intermixed with like work things like right you know, take a look at this I did for your website. Right? Maybe you can help me with my next list I item. I think one of the
0: things that I also thought about for Chloe as far as her character is one of the things I noted was she's very indecisive. Like, she goes from basically like, ooh, I, I, do me now <laughs> 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 to let's just keep it at emails. And he picks up on this and is like, right. what? what oh, okay. well." I guess I'm going to email her back like right. um, he's much more persistent of a person. Yeah. But um, I really enjoyed this first section. It was at first it was a little confusing for me. Just I think it was just my lack of focus, you know, babies and yeah. quarantine and work. And it
1: certainly can add for to sure. the chaos.
0: But um, this was a great first section of the book and I really enjoyed it. Um, yes. And our snack.
1: I want more. I know. I want more cheesecake dip. Um, but yeah, I can't wait um, to jump into our next section. And yeah. Yeah. So um follow us on our Instagram at, at Books
0: and Brunch Podcast, Yes. And email us at booksandbrunchpodcasts at gmail dot com. You'll be able to find us on Apple Podcasts now and Google Podcasts, I think it's now called. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well as Spotify and Anchor, which is our host. Uh, we look forward to hearing from you. And um please follow us and DM us. You know, we love to hear from our followers and everything about yes. what we can do better, what yeah. what if you have more... a book recommendation yeah, or absolutely. a recipe recommendation? Yes. I'm all up
1: for a new recipe.
0: Absolutely, me too. So give us a shout out and um thanks Amazon for the book.
1: Yes. Also, can I note Kara bought me I did not know this existed. <laughs> I was slightly confused when you gave it to me. Um, It's called a book sleeve. Yes. And it's a very sweet padded little case for my book and my notebook to go together. And I can tuck them aside. And mine is, um, I'm a Disney fanatic. I love (laughs) everything Disney. And so Kara got me one that is Beauty and the Beast, and it's almost like, um, stained, like stained glass. glass. Yeah. It's very pretty. I really love it, and I didn't even know it was a thing. But <laughs> she got mine from Bookish Bling on Etsy, and I mm-hmm. I really do love it. I do love yours too. I love that it's got like a little button closure. Yeah, mine.
0: So mine, I wanted to get hers for Beauty and the Beast because I heard her say that she just loves Belle and how Belle loves that's the books. I'm a and, right, and so that's why I specifically got hers this. But mine um, has we got the largest size because God knows. how how big our books will be (laughs) uh, because we just love to read. But anyway, um, and so mine has a little button that like closes it and then there's a front section for an e-reader and then there's also a like pen pocket. So, um, and that's from C Pickering Co and we're following them on Instagram now. So if you're interested, go check them out on Etsy or on um, Instagram. Yes. Well, we'll see you for part two in our next
1: episode. Have a good one. All right. We'll see you soon. we can talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.